Hello everybody, welcome back to the Escape Pod. Thank you for escaping with us. That's Andrew, and I'm Alex. And as always, with great power comes great Connorability. This got, man is a legend right here. We've got What's Connorville up, here. Uh, He's got the, have, the liquid Captain America shirt on. Yeah, if, you know it. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times, Connor is the funniest person in Los Angeles. It's true. So uh, It's true. <laughs> by what factor is he funnier than you? By like why, what multiplier? A, a significant margin. It's like a big margin. I just... His storytelling ability, which we'll get into, it's it's something I, I envy quite a bit. So we're gonna do um hot seat. We're gonna, we are. We're gonna do agree. To we are doing agree or disagree, and we're doing hot takes. We hope you've got some hot takes for us. Oh, we're yes. actually starting hot today. We're gonna start with some, <laughs> some hot seat, and then we'll do some hot takes. Cool. That's okay with everybody. I'll set the timer for five minutes. Wait, well, okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. What? What? No, what? No, no, say, no, it, say, no, it, say no, it. No, no, no. I'll do it in hot seat. All right. Oh, okay. I'll do it in hot seat. You ready? I'm nervous. Let's go. Three, two, one. Who are you? My name is Connor. I'm a TikToker and music man. <laughs> music man? Explain that bit. Uh, I used to be in a touring band and uh, I did music bunch and I worked in recording studios for a long time until I moved out to LA. Now I'm doing influencer and TikToks. And you're a big, big nerd, big old nerd. I love nerdy stuff. Give me Star Wars, give me Marvel, DC. I love anime so much. Cool. All right. What's your favorite anime of all time? Naruto. 100%. Yeah. 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 That, that one's really popular. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite franchise of all franchises? I'm personally a Star Wars guy. Yeah. I um, think it's hard now with Star Wars being what it is, but I, I grew up with it. The nostalgia still kills me. What's mm -hmm. your franchise? What's your favorite French fry? Ooh. <laughs> uh, five Guys. I like that they just give you a whole wet sack of potatoes. and Over you know. McDonald's? Yeah. I mean, you could eat that. You could survive off that for a week. Like that bag is huge. They <laughs> overload it. I love it. <laughs> That's true. Do you like their burgers? Yeah, of course. There, I need that your, grease. Are there are those your favorite burgers? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first moved out here, everyone was hyping up In-N-Out, and it's the most mid thing I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> of all time. In-N-Out is garbage. Yeah, I actually good. really like the In-N-Out fries. I get that they're really chalky. I kind of like the chalkiness. My biggest problem with In-N-Out fries is that. I order it, pick it up, and then as soon as I'm home, it's like a five-minute drive. They're freezing, freezing every time. You have to eat them like There's right in the car. There's nothing redeeming about those fries at all. Mm -mm. I like mm -mm. them. I like the chalkiness. <laughs> Are you a Pokemon fan? I am. I love Pokemon. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, ooh, that's either going to be Lucario or Mewtwo. Solid. Yeah, I Solid. love Lucario. I think he's a badass. Do you play Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Yeah, Lucario is my main. Okay, there it is. <laughs> knew that was coming. Um, what was it like watching your grandfather die? Oh, that was a crazy moment in time. I was just so young, and it really shaped like the value of a life in my eyes. You know, like mind blowing. <laughs> just for the record, he told me to ask that before we started filming. It can be like just anime or. Uh, or super personal, or yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Ask me about what it was like seeing my grandfather die. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! What a great answer. <laughs> um, no, Chris loves it. He knows. <laughs> Your girlfriend Courtney. Yep. Me, me, and and you and Rachel and her have been on a couple double dates. I've yes. gotten the privilege of getting to know her. How long have you been together? Uh. December, it'll be 12 years. Congratulations. So long time. Long time. Question. Yes. How old are you? I am 26. Okay. I turned 26 in February. Nice. I will probably still be single. No. I know you. You are a ladies' man. Like, you try to hide it, but you are a ladies' man. <laughs> What's your best advice to, to, to make me not this? No, dude, I still seriously remember there was one time we were hanging out and you were giving advice on like, you know, what you're doing to make these girls like you. And I was like, oh, man, I have never done anything like that before, ever. Like TikTok doesn't know. They don't get it. They don't get it. That's really funny. Right, this that's... man chooses to be single. He does. That's a good boost of confidence. That was great. Thank you. In in your in your twelve years together, um, yeah. uh, uh, you're you're obviously very happy, and you're happy with where you're at now. What was your biggest fight? Oh my god, <laughs> biggest fight! Uh, it was probably when we first met, 
I we took a French trip to Quebec for school because we were fancy like that, and uh, I got arrested and deported on the first day. And I met her like on the bus ride there. We were chopping it up. Everything was going really well. We were supposed to do like a dinner on a boat that night, and I was gonna ask her to dance with me. And I just messed up, and I got arrested. And Wait, like, what'd you get arrested for? Uh, my friends and I were shoplifting. <laughs> it, it, it was a really stupid thing, and they just like the police just kind of grabbed us and threw us in a basement of a store, and then deported us. Like they're like, you can't be here anymore. Drew drove us to the border, and my parents picked us up. It was were they awful. happy with you? No, 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 no one was happy with me. I was getting yelled at by Courtney, by my parents. I was the man at school. I was the man <laughs> at school, but that's about was it. Was it worth it? Probably not. Well, you got a good story now. Yeah, dude, the, the girl that I've been dating for almost 12 years thought I was a badass. Like, she's like, All right, so maybe I need to go to another country and get deported. <laughs> you need to become an international criminal at 14 yeah, years old. Yeah, need to shoplift some Just more. Just go get deported. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. This will be the last question. Yep. Do you have one? I've got a couple. I had I had one, but go ahead. All right. Um, you said off air that Magic the Gathering yep. is your pick for your favorite card game. Yes. Magic the Gathering has a lot of different collabs, as you said, like with Doctor Who. Which is your favorite Magic the Gathering collab? Oh, jeez. I think it is the Doctor Who one. The mm -hmm. cards just look incredible and then mm -hmm. the ability, like a lot of their collaborations, the abilities are kind of just like whatever and mm -hmm. you're just kind of keeping them for the card. But mm -hmm. the Doctor Who ones actually have insane abilities that really help the game and they're at the top of my decks Excellent. every time. Excellent. What's your favorite and least favorite thing about the Escape Pod podcast? Uh, my favorite thing is that it's you two. Uh, I think the least guys, favorite thing it's you too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I think my least favorite thing is that it's only an hour. I want I want live streams for twenty four hours a day. Thank you, Bob. Maybe we'll just do that. Six hundred patrons. <laughs> yeah, twenty four yeah. hour live stream. Yeah, there we'll you do go. That. Yeah. I think I would love it, and I think everyone else would too. Thank you, my dear. That's very nice. <laughs> we're very happy to have you, dude. Yeah. No, we're uh, so he's, he's been on a Patreon vlog before, so some people know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so you just told a, a great story of becoming an international criminal at fourteen years old. I did specifically want to ask you about a story when you were very young. <laughs> May have had to do with Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a very young kid, and I was very afraid of the dark and what was under my bed. And so I had a bunch of Batman toys that I would line up around the edge of my bed. As and, you do. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Make know. a perimeter. Yeah, they need to keep watch while I'm sleeping. I rolled off the bed, and one of the Batman cowl horns pierced my little body <laughs> it broke my collarbone and so i was kind of like paralyzed on the floor and i just couldn't move and i was freaking out and you know i'm sitting there being like help help mom dad but like i was so messed up from it so it took like three or four hours for my dad to like come into the room and like wake me up for school and he just sees me like dead on the floor just like Oh my God! It rushed me to the hospital and everything. It was awful, awful. <laughs> I had to put guards up on my bed after that so I wouldn't fall. <laughs> How old were you? Oh man, I'm gonna be generous and say I'm like five or six, but I very well could have been like eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so is that your, the only bro bone you've broken? No. no, 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 no. I've broken hundreds of bones. Like, <laughs> hundreds? I've that broken is a lot. like most of my fingers, my leg, my collarbone, my Is that the best bone-breaking story you got? Or You've got it? another good one. Yeah, I don't, there's so, are you talking about my nose? Uh, maybe, when you got run over by that oh, lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I used to be like pretty big into skateboarding and so I was going down this really steep hill and uh, I landed a trick with only one foot on my board and so I completely fell off and I like fell so like 20 feet down this hill and it made this hole like in my arm and I rolled over in the street and I'm like holy 
holy crap and a car just runs it over and the bone kind of like pops out and i'm just like oh my god oh my god i'm using my skateboard as a cane like there's blood dripping everywhere my friends they call me they're at the top of the hill and they're like that was crazy oh my god and i'm like stop talking get down here please like i'm dying and the lady gets out of the car yeah she's just like oh my god oh my god and i'm like go leave i can't deal with this like i was too embarrassed my like eighth grade pride couldn't deal with like her like taking me to the hospital or anything so i'm just like get out of here go i'm fine and like then my friends finally run down the hill and they're like oh my god the bone's sticking out and i'm just like nice nice like that's great i love it that was awesome <laughs> i'm telling you the funniest guy in los angeles <laughs> So uh, we, like I said, we started with a little bit of a hot start. Um, We want to get some of your hot takes. We want to know some of what you believe are some of your hottest takes. We are a hot take show. Yeah. And uh, we want to maybe talk about them and dispute them. So let's go by category. I want like, like give us a, do you have a Star Wars hot take? Yeah, sure. Revenge. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, let me, yeah. Let me flip Um, through my list. Here we go. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is the best movie by a long shot. Okay. Um, a long shot. Why do you Why do you use phrases like long shot? (laughs) Because it's one of the best payoffs of like a whole saga of movies of all time. His turn to the dark side is so rushed and poorly acted. I don't believe you at all. Uh, I think that not only do the prequels have, like just those three movies themselves, there are so many subtle moments where you can see Anakin is being betrayed by the government and the council that he works for. But then the Clone Wars also add to it in a million ways on how he is struggling with all this pressure of being the chosen one but not getting everything that he wants and i think it was just beautiful how it's like at every turn like yoda mace windu even obi-wan in aspects are like ignoring the signs Mm -hmm. you know they're so focused on the war and trying to find the sith that they don't realize that like i always say it's like the jedi council turned anakin not palpatine Mm -hmm. you know palpatine was just like a good treat for him that he kind of deserved like he wanted to save Padme and no one was listening to him he didn't feel like he could talk to anyone about it except for Palpatine and I think that just shows the flaws in the Jedi I without question will agree with you that Clone Wars the show makes Revenge of the Sith a better movie that being said if your movie needs to be made better by a TV show right. it's probably a sign of how not good that movie is and I disagree you know I th- again it's like the Clone Wars only adds to it it's sprinkles it's the cherry on top like everything is shown in the prequels that you need to know and understand about Anakin so where where's Empire and New Hope uh, Empire, New Hope. I don't know. They're probably like middle of the list. What? Like what else is above those two? Uh, Attack of the Clones. Uh, Rogue One. Uh, I don't like sand. Yeah, it's cool. It's <laughs> Best it's cinematic line. Like you're irritating. still quoting it 20, 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not iconic. I wish I could just wish away my feelings. You're bringing tears to my eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're putting me right back there. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Rogue One is also one of the best Star Wars movies. No, that, that's fine, but none of them are better than Empire. Or New Hope. Like, when people talk about the prequels, they talk about taking the nostalgia goggles off. Like, I love the originals. But you, the nostalgia goggles are so heavy on that's those films. That's just wild. There's I no think, movie that's better paced than New Hope. I'm telling you, something that makes me appreciate the originals more than the story is all the background scenes and like behind-the-scenes work that went into the originals. That's where I think those movies really shine. Like George Lucas had like two cents in a dream, and he made all that shit like happen incredibly well. But when you watch them, they're like campy and goofy and i don't think the like the pacing is as good as you think it is no you're tripping you're tripping like every you don't think episode two is campy (laughs) (laughs) i think if you watched a movie today that was set up like a new hope where it's like they are just spilling like word vomit after word vomit and just saying things that don't register in your head in today's age like what uh like uh um the Tashi Station line, the but, but like 
That's setting up a universe. You, you, get, <laughs> you get with his line delivery exactly what it means just from context for this. Oh, I wanted to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. And the very next line is, you can have fun with your friends when your chores are done. I, I know, I know. I'm not saying they're bad movies. Look, Star Wars is my favorite franchise. I have it tattooed over my heart. I'm just saying. Can you show pre- that tattoo real quick? Sure. It's an excellent tattoo. Oh, <laughs> Got the logo right there. I see Chris trying to get a peek. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I just tattoo. think the prequels are heightened versions of the original. I do. I really heightened do. Heightened in what way? The cringiness? Sure. Yeah. No, no. And like the just t- taking the story to a next level, taking what these characters are in this galaxy and taking it to a next level. Like I think in the originals, again, it's like it's a lot of word vomit without really showing a lot of stuff. And I think the prequels are like you're going to a million planets. You're seeing a million different alien species. You're seeing bounty hunters, Jedis, Sith. Whatever those fly creatures are. In the Geonosians. The Geonosians. Yeah. Like. The Kamoans, like you're seeing everything. Like you are actually seeing the Star Wars universe instead of people just saying it. <laughs> Welcome. Wow, I wish we had a camera right there. Like, oh my god, that looks excellent. So you look like Johnny Depp. Super in the building, dude. What up? We're we're we're. <laughs> what in the world? We're Mr. Grilling, movie Star over here. We're grilling Connor. All right, that's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have another Star he, Wars one? Or he's got you? some terrible DC opinions. You want to do DC? Give sure. Us, give us a DC. <laughs> BVS is the best DC movie that I think they've ever made. Outside of DCEU, like, we're talking all the way back to the 40s. Whatever thing, everything they've made, BVS is, like, the pinnacle of it. Like, absolutely. You need to be on camera and do your job right now. <laughs> Sometimes the it's job incredible. isn't worth it. <laughs> Batman v Superman is clearly the worst superhero movie of all time. No. Yes. No. Yes. So no. I'm a Batman v Superman defender. I don't think it's the best movie ever or anything like that. But how do you feel about Man of Steel? It's another incredible one. I just think BVS, again, heightens everything that a Man of Steel is. Like, Which is, yeah, all the, all, all the bad stuff. <laughs> all the garbage. You keep no. saying the prequels heighten the original trilogy, Batman v Superman heightened Man of Steel. I think it's like, just yeah, like you're correct. Bad content. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I will take it a step further and say that the Dark Knight trilogy did irreparable damage to the Batman idea. That's an interesting take. Okay, but I'm not going to. That's an interesting take. <laughs> I don't hate Explain it. why, because I might not disagree. Okay, because it's literally just Christopher Nolan saying, here is, like, the skin of Batman, and I'm just going to make my own action movie. Like, it's taking concepts of Batman, Joker, Bane, but it's not them. It is not them That was all. an unbelievable bar that you just <laughs> No, no, it's a good take. It's a good take. <laughs> but it's the worst part is, is that it's being translated now, like, you know, the Dark Knight was one thing, and now we have uh, the new the Batman movie where it's like, okay, now we got to take that realism a step further and it's like we're gonna keep getting this every 10 15 years of just a grittier darker more realistic batman when it's like you had the goat right there in man of steel or uh, i'm sorry bvs like ben affleck is just the king of batman yeah he's, he's my coming out batman too, yeah. yeah i thought you I cared about batman i love Batman. then why do you want him killing people because why you- he doesn't kill people he blows somebody up. Uh, he uses a gun to shoot a fire, a flamethrower, and blows a guy up. I could sit here for an hour and explain like the ideals of Batman in BVS, but it might go over your head. Because <laughs> 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 by the end of the movie, he's not killing. He's learned his lesson. He has like he's come full circle. But when you think about it, he was Batman for 20, 30 years before Man of Steel. He tried to do all of this good. Like he. People died, family died, he lost relationships, all this stuff. And then when he's retired, all of a sudden, an alien just drops down and wipes out Metropolis. And Mm -hmm. now he's just here saying he's like the defender of Earth. But you keep reading all this stuff about how he's messing with people and how he's scary. And it's like, it all makes total sense. This Batman loves the world, loves Gotham, loves protecting people. And when he sees like an in movable object he's like i have to do something i have to do it i have to all kill my people. power yeah, What's that i line? agree with if literally there's even like a one percent chance like, then we have to take it as an absolute certainty yeah. i agree with literally everything you said about batman there but that is like why i don't like man of steel 
Because mm. they did Man of Steel and they did Superman so bad no. that that's why I love Batman v Superman because now we have a protagonist that feels how I feel. Like, <laughs> that guy sucks. I disagree. I think Man of Steel really showed a more, like, human side of Clark. I know there's, like, a real, like, the campy stuff that people enjoy. I enjoy it with Superman, but, like... This shows what it would actually be like if you are Jesus walking on earth and everyone's expecting things from you. Whoop-de-doo. Like you just said, we shouldn't, like like that the, the Dark Knight trilogy did irreparable damage to <laughs> Deep Sea and Batman. I don't need the guy that flies around that has lasers come out of his eyes. I don't need a realistic take on that. But at least that's like... And you can still do realistic while being true to the character and letting him stand for truth, justice, and the American way and not making How did he like, not? How did he not? He's Batman. He is he's, dark and brooding and he's real upset that he couldn't save his dad. He's, which he and he's totally also killing people. Saved his dad and he's killing people. Like, when you say he's killing people, are you talking about Zod or are you talking, I'm talking about, about Zod? I'm talking tens about of ten thousands, thousands of people, of people he kills I'm talking about his own father. <laughs> but I think that's just like... Again, he lives with that. Like, you see him dealing with those repercussions. That is not enough of a reason for me to like the movie. But it's real. Like, I don't get it. You can't have Superman. Well, like, the Dark Knight's the real Batman. What would you? So. But what would you want for Superman? Would you want it to be like 20 minutes of the government being like, okay, we need to evacuate the whole city. Like, everyone's out for Superman and Zod to go have this, like, playground fight. Everyone like, acts it like it's impossible sense. to write a story in which Superman doesn't murder people. Like... Like, you can have... The, just because there's reasonings for it happening in the movie doesn't mean that it had to be written that way. They, don't they have, like, 30 lines in your favorite DC movie of all time? Isn't there, like, four or five lines that they specifically say, there is nobody in Metropolis right now. The place is... It's, everybody's gone home no. from work. There is nobody there for them to kill. No. And then every single movie since then, haven't they made, like, a big deal to, like, not have it in a city? Which doesn't yeah. seem that hard. Yeah. In Flash, it's in Kansas. In a Field. Nobody's there. It oh, and, and, okay, but the Flash didn't look good being in that just like flat open nothing. Like there was nothing there. It made it look worse. My like, second favorite scene, my probably my third favorite scene in BBS is seeing the Man of Steel fight from uh, Bruce's perspective. Yeah, because he yeah, sees yeah. it as the terrorist attack that it is. That's how this world should look at Henry Cavill Superman, and it bothers me that he's still played as a protagonist. Nah, I just can't think of one situation where you can have Superman's, like, first big fight and it doesn't result in, like, you know, the city d being destroyed. Like, Don't have it in a city. But, where, like, he doesn't choose it. Like, Zod chose it. Like, of course Zod is and using that, that is as I, I bad writing. No. A villain going to, like, a super populated city to destroy it? That's bad writing? Like, of course he's gonna... Why would Zod... Again, yeah. like, in Flash, why is Zod showing up to Kansas? What is in Kansas? Like, he's going to Metropolis because that's where he sees Superman. That's where there's a ton of people to wipe out. Like, you put that Death Destroyer thing from Krypton, like, in Kansas... It's just making more mud. There, like, it's not killing anyone. I think there are ways to deal with all the repercussions and... and Things like dealing with, like, in, in Marvel, they dealt with the repercussions of them dropping a building on someone in Sokovia or whatever in mm -hmm. Civil War. But they did that three movies into Captain America, and they handled it way better than just making Iron Man a brooding, terrible person that murders a bunch of people. Like, you can write something where, where characters deal with these problems that you want them to deal with and being, quote-unquote, realistic in certain ways mm -hmm. without destroying said characters. That's true, but I don't think Man of Steel destroys Superman. And Does again, Batman v Superman do anything bad to any of the characters? Lex Luthor's not great, Bubba. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> he's got one of the. Why did we bring him? He's on? got one of the best soundtracks. He's a great yeah, 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 yeah. The Hans Zimmer score is excellent. And again, it's like I'm one of those dudes that like went online and read like his 30 step plan on that's you know thrown in throughout the whole movie, and it works so well. Again, it makes sense in this universe when you have Jesus walking around, like how these characters are gonna operate, you know. I think it makes sense that uh, it has to be a super convoluted plan for Lex Luthor to do to get away from Batman being his detective and Superman so it's not out in the open, you know? I, I think Lex Luthor was played and written incredibly in BBS.
I think that whole movie. This is like the definition of reaching. Like, <laughs> oh, you gotta go online and read a thirty-page plan for his character. No, that's just for me. That's garbage. I th- that's garbage. Yeah, that's for you because I you're the only it, one that likes the movie. I think you can understand it all in the movie. I think if you are just like really interested, explain in the Martha deep- thing to me. Explain, <laughs> explain the Martha thing to you. Yeah. What do you mean? Explain the Martha thing to me. Like, they are two people that are, again, so strong-headed and, like, they're so focused on what's Mm -hmm. happening right now. Superman is focused on Martha. Batman is focused on taking down the giant alien threat. That Batman, again, this whole movie is only seeing him as, like, an alien terrorist. Mm -hmm. So when... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you get it? You know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. So when he finally hears that Superman was actually just a man in any sort of way, that he has a mother, Mm -hmm. whatever at all... Uh It completely changes his mind. This okay. Batman in BVS is not That's like... the dumbest thing I've ever heard about. <laughs> <laughs> so you just talked about how strong-headed they are, yeah. how focused Batman is on yeah. destroying, and, and, and the lives that are, that are on this, and, and Superman, all these lives are on Superman, and he's protecting the planet. It is literally the biggest stakes in the world. Yeah. And it didn't even enter his mind for a second that he might have a mother until they're literally he's about to kill him and one word changes his mind for all of this other stuff one word does that his detectiveness didn't allow him to figure out who superman was and the fact that he had a mom before that he didn't once consider the fact that he might have been more human than you thought that's bad writing that's stupid why the entire climax pinnacle of the movie being relegated to one word and it changing their if entire motivation only- is stupid no 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 if you hop it's in. not just one word. It's the reason for his entire being. The reason his parents died. The reason his mom died. The reason he saw his mom get shot in her chest with her pearls going everywhere. It's because that he's called Martha. That is the reason he's. That's his. That is the reason he's Batman. It's not just like cheeseburger and then it's all over. That's the reason yeah, for his entire being. And throughout the entire point of Bruce going through his arc in BBS is that he comes back to his center at the end of it. Yes. And then he's at a point where he's like. I filled Clark in, in life. This is the definition of waffling. And also, like what you were just saying, it's like, again, Batman has only seen him fly down from space into Metropolis and destroy it. Superman hasn't been here a long time. He doesn't know anything about so Superman. So Batman's a bad detective, first of all. It, whoa. If you see Zod and his army fly down, and then someone from the same species shows up at the same time. trying to stop that person? But shows up at the same time. How are you supposed to expect that he grew up in Kansas or New York By or wherever? By being Batman and being a detective. <laughs> he is. He's I understand the, the, the significance of Martha. I've never said I don't understand okay. that it's significant to Batman. I'm yeah. saying that it is stupid to portray it that way and to have his entire motivation change because he's never once considered the fact that someone else might have a mom named Martha. Why would you? I don't walk around Dude, being like, oh. The, the, what, exactly what happens at the end of, of Civil War. <laughs> is, Tony a bad, is Tony a bad guy? Is Tony a bad guy for going after Bucky after you just saw him choke out his mom? No, he's not watching a, a video of no. someone killing your mother. No. Is no. not no. even no. close not to the same. same. That is what? Not the same. Wait, what? 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 That is. That is. That is. No, it's not. Yes, it no. is. Dude, it's blind rage. It's co- it's the complete opposite. It's blind rage, and then it's Bruce it's not back. blind rage. Watching someone literally choke out your mother <laughs> is not the same as hearing a word, Martha. <laughs> Number one. Okay, and, no, and he was brainwashed, by the way. And he was brainwashed, by the way. So why the fuck is he going out Bucky when Bucky it, wasn't in control? No, 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 but the difference is, is just Batman realizing that he has a mom. That is not good writing. Just the Martha concept is not good. And I'm a, it's bro, not about that he has a mom. It's the fact that he's a human. He doesn't realize it. It's the fact that hearing Martha brings him back to his entire reason for being Batman in the first place. The thing that changed his life. Great! 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 Great. Great. Thank you for proving that he's not Batman the entire movie! Wrong! He just admitted himself! He lost himself! He's the Dark Knight! He is the Dark Knight! And then he came back to his purpose that, when, and, when and he for, heard the word for, You need to come back to your entire purpose and change your entire perspective. That's not, entire that's not you saying that. It's stupid. Dude, you have the guy with the lottery card being like, he's angry. Like, he's not Batman in those moments. He is going back to form. Like, And then you know what happens right after that? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce has a line in this film where he says, what are promises worth? 20 years in Gotham, what are promises worth anymore? You know what he does after he hears that and they have that little moment? He promises to Cal that he's gonna save his mom because guess Woo! what? He was he was that little boy once and he would do anything to save another boy from losing his mother ever again. Yup, yup. That's my And you wanna talk about Lex Luthor's writing? How about Lex Luthor being abused by his dad his entire life 
So now Let's when he go. sees someone with this amount of power, yeah, he has that beautiful line of dialogue where it's, if God is all powerful, he cannot be all good. His dad was all powerful and he wasn't all good. And he learned that very, very well as, as a kid. Now he sees this and he sees the world at risk. Of course, he's going to doubt Superman and he's going to try to, you know, put Superman in a difficult position. And, so and why did he doubt Superman? Can you explain to me why he doubted Superman? Because of the metropolis. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So him, that, that him, okay, okay. Metropolis? So when you watch it from an outside perspective as the world's greatest detective and you see yeah. someone's battling against the person that's actually destroying Metropolis, what's your first thought? I'm talking about Lex Luthor. Oh, no, I'm talking wait, about wait, Batman. Wait, say that again? So when you see someone battling against the person that's responsible for destroying Metropolis and you're the world's greatest detective, what's your first thought? That, that he's an that antagonist? Wasn't, that wasn't seen. That wasn't seen. Yes, it, it was. It was, the, was literally wait, tele, in, televised that he was it, fighting Zod. Exactly. And Zod was like, it was the, never the, seen. The dudes bro, in the suits. No, 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 no. The dudes in the suits. Literally were in the opening scene, you saw Bruce's entire perspective. You You're also forgetting, like Lex Luthor was setting Superman up in the beginning of the movie, where he killed all those terrorists out in the Middle East. Like Batman might have let the Metropolis situation go. Maybe it pissed him off, and he wanted to do something. But then now there's news articles coming about that Superman so, 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 lasering a ton of people. Yeah. Who? Who is he lasering? A ton of innocent people. Was so, it innocent and, people? And, 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 yes, what, innocent. What, what, what was, that what was the opening of the BBS Ultimate Edition. What was it? Lex well, he's being Batman. If Superman's really killing... Good. The Ultimate Edition's good. So basically... There's a ton of context that's taken out in the Ultimate Edition. Absolutely, yeah. I love the Ultimate Edition. I like it quite a bit. What was the actual news article? So the news in BBS? Yeah. And BBS, it was that Superman murdered like an entire village of innocent people. By innocent history. people? Yes, innocent it was the terrorists uh, and the women. Yeah. Everyone was yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that, that happens in the news eat. articles. Yeah, the world's been detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, basically what this... What, basically, oh basically what this conversation is... This is crazy. Is, this is, this is, okay, 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 but Robert Pattinson doesn't even know what El Rata means. Like, he can't even speak Spanish. Robert Pattinson is a terrible detective. So, what we have learned, what y'all have taught me about Batman v Superman, yeah. is that number one, Batman has lost his way, so he's not Batman, and number two, he's an idiot that can't d detect anything. So, thank you for proving yeah, my point it, that Batman it, v Superman is it's, it's called a character arc, yeah, you know? We can look so it up sometime. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Christian Bale. He literally took a cinder block out of a wall and then scanned it. Good. Uh, also a Batman. No, no, no. I won't accept this that. Best live action Batman in any moment he's in. Even Flash, he's the best Batman. One of his best speeches comes from the Flash. He's a terrible detective though. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a, he's a good detective. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Marvel hot take? <laughs> Jeez. Marvel hot take? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I've heard your guys' takes, so I guess they're hot takes. Like, I think Homecoming is top three MCU movies. Like, oh! Doesn't, doesn't surprise me in the slightest, <laughs> given our conversation. <laughs> I love you. Yes, <laughs> it's not top three, but yes. The fact that you is. want to team up with this guy after everything he said is unbelievable. I defend Batman v Superman. I just think Man of Steel is dog shit. I also saw this on Twitter, and I know you feel the same way. I don't think Avengers One holds up. Like, I think there are, I think that, I think there are clippable scenes that like you can rewatch on Twitter or TikTok, and you're like, that was good. That's what do you good. think his opinion on Avengers One is? That you like it, right? Oh, yeah, it's it's gone. his favorite movie of all time. Made for TV. I think Avengers 1 holds you're up. You're a terrible person. <laughs> so what are your favorite MCU movies? I mean, like I said, I like Homecoming. Yep. I like the first Doctor Strange movie. Yep. Uh, Civil War is yep. probably, like, number one. Yeah, great pick. And then I like Infinity War. I really great love pick. Infinity War. So you don't have No Way Home up there? No, I think No Way Home is, like, a fun time, but I, you know, I haven't really gone back to rewatch it too much. I've watched it, like, maybe three or four times after it came out, but then I haven't really gone back to it. And, you know, when people talk about it on Twitter, I kind of agree, like, there are some flaws in it, you know? I think I think it had, like, a lot of fan service having three Spider-Man and everything, but... No way home has flaws, but Batman v Superman's perfect. Kill me now. Kill me you now. just said the truest thing you've ever said <laughs> in your whole life. <laughs> Wild.
wild. Right. Okay, you, you, can we go to agree or disagree or something? We could. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you have, like, I, do you have like a Disney Pixar hot take? Disney Pixar hot take? What's your favorite just, Pixar movie? Just Disney in general. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. So I really like... Uh, the Incredibles. I think that's like one yeah, of the best movies around. Well. Wow, he has said something good. But it's I'm a huge villain guy, so I love Syndrome. You know, and yeah, all Syndrome's stuff. a great villain. Uh, uh, but I I heard I overheard you guys earlier, and I think live actions are a good thing for these Disney animated movies. So you are you for Lilo and Stitch live action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I'm, I'm for all. I think it's how I think it's a good way to like get the new generation into it. I don't think I think the animations hold up more so for like us and like like really young toddlers but i think for kids that are like you know anything over the age of like five you know they want the new stuff like cinderella did really well uh the jungle book did really well lion king does really well i think i think kids like to see the live action mixed with animation or cgi you know Unfortunately, most of the agree or disagrees for today, we have kind of gone over. It was a lot of Batman v Superman baiting. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do this. So BBS. If we need to skip some because we already talked about. No, we're going to skip quite a bit. Okay. (laughs) See, the Avengers. Yeah. It's my favorite. I think it does. I think it's a good movie. I just think like it doesn't hold up as well as the years go by. Like I think the original trilogy of Star Wars. The Toby movies, but they're still great. That's uh, true. Yeah, I don't That's think the true. Toby movies Yeah, the Toby hold. movies don't really hold. Besides Spider-Man 3. What I, I, the hell? No, come on. What is come the on. Spider-Man 3 take? Spider-Man 3. Uh, so, like, I mean, Goblin Jr. got me into snowboarding. I still, every <laughs> time. <laughs> every time I snowboard, I, I ride it like he does, you know. Uh, first time really seeing the black suit, and that theme for the black suit is iconic. Are you saying it's, like, good? Yeah. Is it better than the other two? Wait, what? Is oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. Toby movie. Yeah. So you yeah. just like super convoluted, not good Well, I really writing. I really like the Green Goblin in the first one. He, Green Goblin is like one of my favorite villains of all time. But as far as like a Spider-Man story, I think the third one's the best one. <laughs> Your take on what they're doing with Insomniac Green Goblin is really interesting. Can you illuminate us? I just hope that if they do it, it is with Peter and it's like... If any, I I know they're probably thinking of doing like the ultimate version where he's a giant beast, but I really want like the OG Green Goblin at least for the first half, and then you can make him like a giant beast. But like, I feel so sad that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is like the best version of him that we've gotten because he can be so much more. Like he should be up there with like talks with Joker and stuff for like scariest and evilest villains out there. But. Marvel just kind of throws them away. I remember after Tasm 2, they were like, didn't really do well, so we're kind of going to stop using Goblin. And I was like, you're messing it all up. I just want a good Goblin. He should be in the MCU. He should be the president in the MCU. He should be controlling S.H.I.E.L.D. in the MCU. He should be Green Goblin in the MCU. It's crazy. It's crazy. It blows my mind. Iron Patriot, Green Goblin, president. I need Norman. I want him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh... So we don't have very many. Okay. Rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah, these are also going to be pretty quick. (sighs) Michael Keaton is a bad Batman. Three, two, two, one. one. Disagree, 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 agree. What's your gripes with Michael Keaton? Uh, Are we talking like his first movie or The Flash? Anything, whatever you want. Oh, I just find him boring. I don't really like him. I, I think his suit is very mid. I think his line, like the way he says all of his lines are very mid. I didn't like the first one that he did. I think Jack Nicholson was the only good part of that first one. And like I said, just if it's not Ben Affleck, I don't want it. Are you sad that he's done so? Yeah, I think he'll come back. Do you? Yeah. Okay, agree or disagree. <laughs> ben Affleck will come back. Three, two, one. Disagree, 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 agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in what capacity do you think the DCEU is getting shopped around? Okay. It's not going to be through Warner Brothers, but like, Zack Snyder's movies will live on in DC somewhere. I know they will. That cast is too stacked. It will come back. He'll am, come back in some way. I am excited. <laughs> he's, he's. I think we're just learning that he's a full on just like. <laughs> he's crazy. I am excited for. I think ri- a lot of people are going to agree with me. I am excited. <laughs> I am excited for Rebel Moon. Yes. 
three, two, one. Disagree. Disagree. What? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be another. You're going to love it because it's going to be just like Rogue One. It's yeah. going to be another lifeless Star Wars movie. Yeah. Zack Snyder, R-rated Star Wars. I mean, that's going to be peak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like climbing my way to the mountaintop right now. I'm almost at peak. I'm almost there. <laughs> right, would you consider yourself a Snyder fanboy? Yeah. I, I or don't, a Snyder D-rider, as they call them, you know, the kids these days? Yeah, yeah. I think he's done amazing work, especially with superhero stuff. I'm not like a huge fan of like 300 or the uh, the zombie movie that he did for Netflix. Yeah, Army but, of the Dead. I mean, I think his, you know, he's great with a camera, and I love his stories. I love his little convoluted stories, you know, that really make you think. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Snyder. About how, how much they don't make sense? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think about him all the time. About how it's blowing your mind every second. <laughs> about how bad it is? Zack Snyder's Watchmen is a good movie. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Now, That's it's easy. one of the best, if not the best comic of all time. Yep. It's His version doesn't do the comic justice, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah, I think besides the third act, like I think he could have leaned into the super sci-fi-ness mm-hmm. and like drop an alien on mm-hmm. New York. Like I think that would have been cool. But I think, again, what he did was just incredible. Like the what, comedian. What's your, You've never seen Watchmen? No. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. Oh. You like it? Yeah, you go watch Watchmen I'll, I'll, and then I'll go watch it. BVS and be like, peak <laughs> masterpieces. <laughs> what's your favorite movie from this year? I just want to gauge from it. this year. I want to get a gauge on you. Uh, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's like what everyone else is. I really loved Across the Spider Verse. I really God. loved. <laughs> I really loved. I needed more uh, Ben in you know Across the Spider Verse. I, I needed more Scarlet Spider. But uh, and then Guardians Three, I think, was really good. Really good. I just saw the Marvels too, and I thought that was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. that was the nice. next. Agree or disagree? Agree yeah. or disagree? The Marvels. Is not as bad as everybody says. Three, two, one. Agree. Look, that's our it's first good. triple agree. I know. I think it. Good. I think it does have some flaws, but I feel like it mostly comes from the editor's room. Like I just wanted it to be longer. I think I wanted the villain a little more fleshed out. But I mostly just wanted the three girls' relationships. Like I wanted to see more of the fun and like them kind of bonding and stuff. Yeah, I feel like we got a perfect amount of that. Really? Yeah, 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 it was so and fun. And the the villain, yeah, she sucks. But Ronan, the accuser from Guardians One, sucks. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, MCU yeah. is full of terrible villains. As long as the movie itself is entertaining, if I get a terrible MCU, I've seen a boring MCU movie with a bad villain with Thor: The Dark World and Malekith. Yeah, I don't. Like, this wasn't that. No, I agree. I agree. And I think, again, it's like this movie was really focusing just on the three girls' relationship mm-hmm. and the villain really took a side seat to mm-hmm. it, which I think is totally fine. I just like, again, I wish kind of like the conflicts between the three girls were kind of fleshed out more. Like, I wanted to see more of Monica and Carol kind of like yeah, dealing with the past sure. stuff. Sure, yeah, that's And fair. I think the only thing that really made sense was Kamala seeing Carol as an idol and then when they have that whole breakdown in the field like seeing her as a person and I think that like was just shown so well I think that sure. was incredible yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, agree or disagree the MCU is in shambles <laughs> three two one disagree disagree agree Wow, why? Didn't we just talk about this? Yeah, like, like it's not as in shambles as everybody says, but it is in its worst place ever and everything like that. Yeah, but what do you mean by shambles? Like it has nothing going for it. Like yeah. it, it has well, no plan. It I am no thrilled. Future. I'm sure you're thrilled as well. I'm thrilled we're only getting one movie next year. Yes. Yeah. Like do that more. Because did you see the 2025 slate? We get like eight projects. I know. Don't do that. I know. Those will get pushed back. I, I know they or will. Or cancel them. Like, <laughs> Are you excited for Echo? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the, trailer the trailer looks, looks so good. good. The trailer looks really good. I don't know. I feel like there's like I seen a joke on Twitter a couple of times where it's like the MCU is in shambles. Then like a great project comes out. Then it's like the MCU's over. Then another great project comes. Superhero fatigue. You know, it's like I feel like the the that's kind of like what that's, they're gonna that's, be. From that's now why it's on not in shambles. Like they're giving us more garbage than they ever have. Clearly, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know they they aren't. They're not striking out completely. Like, they gave us yeah. Loki. A lot of people liked Loki. They gave us the Marvels. A lot of people didn't like Marvels. I did. They gave us No Way Home. They gave us Guardians. They gave, they've given us... Yeah, Guardians us was such a great movie this year. Like, yeah. I feel like it's brushed over when people talk about the MCU being in shambles. Like, that Variety article, they only highlighted, like, 
just these really negative points that I don't even think were that true, but they're yeah. not talking it about It did Guardians. feel very much like uh, Variety kicking the MCU while they're down. Yes. Like, yeah, and yeah, only yeah. bringing up the bad stuff. That that was my one takeaway from the article. I was like, you didn't mention this, you didn't mention this, you didn't mention this. Yeah, I don't get it. And in that Variety article that, with the Loki, they're talking about how, like, you know, you could kind of write off Kang, like, after the finale, and I don't see that true at all like mm-hmm. Kang and Lo- he who remains in Loki's last conversation was my va- there's too many of my variants out there like mm-hmm. that's the whole point now there's a million Kangs out there now so I don't know how mm-hmm. they could just say like oh yeah no more Kangs that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me here's my uh, final agree or disagree let's go Loki season 2 makes sense Like, just as the story... All of it. Okay, okay. Okay. Three. Andrew's furious with me. Two, one. You're agreeing and disagreeing. Yeah, yeah. I'm disagreeing. I think too much doesn't make sense. Too much doesn't make sense? Like, what? What doesn't make sense? Can you explain to me, uh, like, how he got his power at the end of it? Like, I get it. It's an incredible feat for him to, like, survive the temporal aura as he's walking down that bridge. Mm-hmm. And then he, he he grows the clothes for him and he grabs the branches. Can you explain any of that to me on, like, how those powers came about, what he's doing when he grabs those branches? Is he all-powerful now or is he just keeping things alive? How is he going to live there forever? All those. Can you explain any of that to me? Yeah, I think I could. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I first watched it too, it was a little, you know, a lot was happening. But I kept having to remind myself that, like, he is a Norse god. Like, the Loki show did such a great job of humanizing him, you Mm -hmm. know, of just making him, like, a detective, blah, blah, blah. But, like, at the end, you are reminded, like, not only does he have these new time powers, but he's also, like, just a Norse god. Like, you know, he's incredibly powerful and can do incredible things. And you've seen him like changing clothes like he does that all the time in the mcu you never know what he's actually wearing and stuff but and like so do you think thor could do that walk on that bridge yes, yes. yeah yeah yeah. i do think thor could have walked on that bridge Absolutely i do i do i don't think i you know i think loki did develop like new time powers that make him essential yeah. for holding the timeline but i think yeah. if thor like, if they swapped out Victor Timely with Thor for the failed thing where he walks out and comes back, like, yeah. I think Thor could have done that no problem. Like, Me too. They're gods. They are gods. He like, almost died to a star. We're talking about universal energy. In he did not world. almost die yes, to a star. Yeah, he, he did. He o- yes. No. no. Wait, are you just saying because yes. he was screaming and shit? No, he screams and then he is knocked out and each he literally goes, he needs, it, it literally, he says he needs the axe <laughs> to, like, be alive. The, the hammer was literally needed to survive. He was going to die. Wait, 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 Okay, no, he was going so to die think, to the star, yeah. You think, I don't think he was going to die to the star. He, I think, if anything, it was more about just holding that, uh, like, hole open. Like, it wasn't, it was about being hit with it like that. Like, he still survived, though, and got up. So how did he survive? What happened? What was the key factor of him getting back up when he was laying there dead? Are you saying it's the axe? The axe 1,000% empowered him. It was also the reason why he said he could actually battle and, compa- like, fight... Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Without that, without the axe, he did not believe he could fight Thanos. But isn't that the whole point of Thor's? Like the power comes from him. It, not it, his no, weapon? It, it definitely comes from him. Like, but the axe and power, Stormbreaker made him stronger. It one thousand percent made him stronger. Well, is it like a lightning rod though for his power? Like it's more to like harness it. Like is he just um, overloaded right now with cosmic like energy? And I want to. I want to say it's a lightning rod. I would say like he has like he has a certain cap, and then the the axe just help him not amplify it, but just add a little more oomph to it. So you think that sun he, no, he, was his cap? Like, we've seen Thor do crazy things, you what know. What has he done that's crazier than anything that's star level? I mean, uh, Thanos was shooting the Power Stone. And Stormbreaker lead. went through but it, that's, right? But, like, anyone could hold Stormbreaker and it wouldn't do anything. Like, Thor no, has to be the one to channel his power through so Stormbreaker. So, it, it definitely takes a bit of his power, but he You needed, saw Groot. No, Groot is no, one of the most powerful he beings needed and Stormbreaker. he He literally stated word for word, he needed Stormbreaker to fight Thanos. He states but this himself. But that's Thor's crutch. Is, no, no, no. That this is, is after, And this is after Ragnarok when he already realized that he doesn't need a hammer. Ragnarok is his realization that he's not the hammer. He is the god of thunder. Yes. And then but he's, he's also stayed, super depressed after Ragnarok. No, 
That has nothing to do with Stormbreaker. This is after the snap. No, but we what I'm saying is like, snap. Ragnarok, he gets comfort in not needing the hammer. No, no, it's not but comfort. Then, no, he realizes he doesn't need the hammer. He's strong without the hammer. And even after that realization, he states he needs Stormbreaker to defeat Thanos. Without it, he will not defeat Thanos. And we saw it when he got his ass whooped by Thanos. But again, isn't that just to channel his power? Like, no, it's not Thor's just to channel not his one power. Of those guys, like, he's not, it's not Palpatine to power. who can like... It's not so, okay, so, so... Even, so yeah. Even if it is to channel his power, yeah. like it can be an amplifier. Like mm-hmm. he, Thor cannot do what he can do without Stormbreaker. Like Stormbreaker plus Thor is is the power. It's like stronger, obviously, yeah. is obviously someone that's not Thor using Stormbreaker wouldn't be as powerful. But also Thor without Stormbreaker yeah. wouldn't be as powerful. Yeah. I do agree. I was saying that um, I was talking to someone about, it, and I was saying if Thor and Loki ever do see each other again, like Thor needs to become like Odin of. Asgard, you need to you become know, like he, Rune King Thor. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. right, like there's no way in hell any MCU powerhouse that we've seen so far is walking through that like that bridge. None, none of them are surviving that. No. I don't think Thor could hold the timelines like Loki, but I do think he could walk across that bridge. He's, like there's like him almost dying to a star is so. You know how many stars exist in a galaxy, let alone an infinitely growing multiverse. Yeah. So like it, it's like it's yeah. number yeah. And we're talking beyond trillions and we're talking but about is it that level of energy is that, that, that okay, the radiation wait, wait, wait. So is Captain coming Marvel from the universe no no I don't think any of them are surviving that Captain well, they, Marvel they turned nerfed. on a sun they a sun a sun is not compared to a universe there yeah, but I'm saying that I don't think that's the amount of power that is coming the ra- at you no but the radiation and also, is 1000% this wasn't just of the any star that was hitting thor this was like a very like oh, it no, doesn't matter it doesn't what matter what star, star it is there's there's Are you sure? but no no no, pow- no. Isn't connor the connor there is not- trillions of those <laughs> certain types of stars within a universe i know but this is the but only star that, that can one universe like the, the radiation, the, the radiation yeah. is that power. Yeah, one thousand. Because they never explain what the temporal yeah. radiation. Yeah, no, 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 the time radiate. Like so, so we are arguing this. It's an argument that we can only have because they do not explain what that radiation it's, is. Yes, no, but, but, it, but but don't they? Are no, you they, sure don't. they don't. They yes. don't. Number one, but number two, you have to just like. Like this, all these conversations are hypothetical. You have to go off of what you think is more powerful. I agree with him. I think that an a, a ever expanding, almost on the edge of exploding sacred timeline is more powerful than one star in a single universe. But it's also like context clues. Like they they explain the sacred timeline as the main universe, and the radiation is radiating from that universe, that existence, that's like that timeline that's being controlled by the time loom or held by the time loom. All of the radiation from that universe, all the power from it, is what's radiating out and it's going to cause the TVA to collapse. So, like, that's the power. Because, like, the TVA is designed to prune, like, the time loom is designed to prune and destroy every other timeline slash universe that's being created. So, it's already, like, designed to withstand, uh, like, other multiverses being created except for the sacred timeline. So, we know it's radiation. So it's that. We're going to continue talking about Loki. We notoriously, you actively kind of dislike it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it, just not as much as everyone else. These two are cuddled up and really like it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to continue talking about... We're going to have a whole Loki like townhouse meeting yes. uh, on the Patreon. Let's so, go. So go check it out. Uh, but thanks for watching. Thank you, guys. Love you.